You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Now, Tom is in today. Uh, it's amazing. Dave takes vacation. Ty Butler gone. He's trying to tie himself. I mean, he, he does as much as he can to tie himself to Dave. I don't know if Dave cares, but Ty is not in today. Jake Montgomery, he's gone. Uh, so we have Tom Bauer controlling uh, everything today and uh, running the show and doing a fine job. Tom, how we doing? You all right, pal? We're hanging in there, Gordon. I'm not used to getting up on a Saturday, so it's a little bit off-putting for me. But being that you've had to get up for this past week all in the mornings to fill in on DPH or on Rothenberg, I'm probably a lot less tired than you are at the moment. Yeah, well, look, uh, I don't think you're getting up at 4 in the morning. I hope not for I, this show. I sure as heck hope not. I'm not going to be doing that at any point in the near future either. No, but uh, look, you're doing a fine job. Uh, oh, who? who uh, not a single person has missed Ty Butler so far today. I think that that's. Uh, I think you've done a, a fantastic job, and you've let the show breathe. That's the nice thing I like about working with Tom. He allows me the real estate to operate and do what I need to do as the host. He's not constantly interrupting and butting in and making points that are off the tr- you know beaten track. He's fo- he he allows me to do what I need to do. He trusts me to run the show properly, so I appreciate that. Now you will have your time to shine a little bit later on. Obviously, we have Stump Rothenberg coming up at ten thirty. Even though Dave's gone, uh, that that staple remains. And then at eleven o'clock, Tom really will be getting his uh, his fill of airtime, which he loves, even being sixteen years old like Tom is. Uh, when we do what I learned on TikTok, and what I learned on TikTok, in case you don't know. Four pieces of information, one of which is true, three of which I've completely made up, and it's Tom's job to spot the real fact, a real piece of information, a true fact that I learned this week on TikTok. So it's a lot of fun, and we'll do that at 11, at 11 o'clock. one 800 espn is the telephone number. But look, we take phone calls. I always throw out at the beginning of the show my Twitter handle, and then I kind of forget about it. But what I have to do more of, and Tom, again, allows me the uh, the – the room, the real estate to operate, uh, is that I have to go to Twitter and see what people are saying. Are people agreeing with me? People disagreeing? So, uh, and again, you can find me on Twitter at Gordon Gamer. Let's see what people have to say. Um, one guy, Geralt of Riva, says, uh, I'm glad the Yankees didn't give up those prospects for. Luis Castillo, because you wants, he wants to include them in a deal for Soto. I'm still holding out hope. Oh, no, they're not going to get – they're not getting Soto either. They, they, I mean, it, it always seemed kind of unlikely that they were going to go that route to begin with, at least during the season. If, if, if Soto gets moved by August 2nd, he is not – I don't think he's going to the Yankees. I, I, once you make the trade for Ben Attendee, there's no other play – there's no spot that you're going out and getting Juan Soto, barring some – you know, nobody else is going to bid for them. The Nationals feel they have to trade them by the deadline. Uh, but no, there's no. And actually, Jeff Passan had a great quote. I think we have that sound, right? About um, the Yankees' pursuit uh, of Juan Soto and the chances that the Yankees land Juan Soto. Do you have that one, Tom? You scare that up, Tom. Yeah, I'm looking for it right now. I may have gotten rid of You have it somewhere. System. I know you have it. You sent it to me. Now, see that? I'm praising him and how much better he is than Ty Butler, and then all of a sudden he falls down on the job. That, you know, this is, not, this is not how you planned it out. This is not how you draw it up. But you find that one. We'll get some more Twitter uh, comments here from people. 
Uh, let's see here. Stop killing the Yankees for Castillo. They know what they're doing. You have hits and misses. The deadline's not here yet, Steven Nova says. Well, yes, but it's not really debatable that Castillo was the best pitcher on the market this year. He's an all-star this year. He's pitching excellent right now. He is the best guy. Go. Is it so much to ask to go get the best guy? I don't want the second best guy or the third best guy. I don't necessarily need a bargain here. Go get me the best guy. Uh, Jay Sweat underscore. I'm not sure why I needed the underscore. Apparently, there's more than one Jay Sweat. Uh, says, this is a typical New York radio sports take. No regard for anything. Just give up whatever for a player. You don't give up three of your top ten for Castillo. This guy on the radio would have traded Judge when he was in the minors for above-average arm. Now, well, look, there's no evidence of me ever saying that, and I've been on the radio since Judge was in the minors. Uh, but when your goal – again, it's not debatable. The only acceptable goal for the Yankees this year to have a, a successful season is to win the World Series. That is not debatable. The other part that's not debatable – is that Luis Castillo was the best pitcher that was available. Frank Yanks, 23, says you're acting like Castillo is a top 10 pitcher. Come on, Montas is in the same tier. Well, no, he's not. No, he's not. Montas has not been as good. Montas had one season that was as good as the year that Castillo is having now, and it was in 2019. And Montas has missed time because of, what is it, shoulder inflammation? So, again, not exactly and not exactly what you're looking for there. Now, maybe there's some name out there that has not been mentioned, has not been floated, despite the fact that all these people that cover the sport of baseball, like the Jeff Passons of the world and, and, and Buster Onlys of the world, they're in and they know everything that's happening as it's happening. So maybe there's a name that they have not heard yet. Or maybe it's not been available yet. and It'll become available at the deadline and it'll be this masterstroke. But... It's funny to me, all the people, and the one guy who said, well, he would have given up Judge um, for you know a player when he was in the minors. There's plenty more cases of people saying, you know what? I can't give up Esteban Florial. Don't want to give up that guy. Can't give up Esteban Florial. Can't give up uh, Jorge Mateo and every other prospect that has come down the pike. Eric Duncan, he's going to be the next big thing. Phil Hughes, look out. Jesus Montero. Oh, my goodness. You don't want, you do not want to be on the wrong side of a, of a Jesus Montero trade. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Let's go back to the phone, shall we? Pat is in Manhattan. Pat, what's going on, pal? Uh, yes, Gordon. Gordon, again, I, I just want to make a point, and uh, you're bashing the Yankees, and you keep referring to the price to pay. The price to pay. Here, here's the bottom line. You may poo-poo you're comparing Anthony Volpe to Ho, uh, Jesus Montero here. They well, view well, Mont- Pat, they before view you go Vol- on, just wait, so people wait, know, wait. Jesus Montero here, was considered here's the top the prospect in here's baseball. The, go ahead, Gordon, Pat. here's the point. Okay. If if the, if the Reds insisted on Volpe in that trade, the Yankees did not want to give up Volpe. They have Clearly. two other shortstops in their system. So they're going to play three Peraza. shortstops. 
they got to play three shortstops moving forward? Gordon, you've been rambling on since you've been on the show. Can I talk? Go ahead. What I'm saying saying is they view Volpe to be the head of the class as far as the – do you realize what he's been doing? He started off very slowly the first couple of months. He's got 15 home runs. He's got 48 RBIs, and he's got 37 stolen bases in 41 attempts. Last night, that five-run inning would have been avoided if if uh, IKF put his body in front of that ground ball because they could have easily gotten a force play if he just knocked it down at second base. And that would that would not have that there would not have been five runs scored that inning. Okay. You have a shortstop who has. Not hit a home run all year, and you have a kid. Look, if you're Pat, if your point is that IKF is not great, that we're, nobody's arguing that. But the thing is, don't you realize that when you're manage, when you're uh, you're a general manager of a team, yes, you want to win this year. They could have signed Castillo and Soto, as you pointed out, and still not win the World Series. Absolutely. So, so you know what? You, you want to just mortgage. You want to mortgage everything. You poo-poo the fact that every year they win over ninety games. This year, Pat, that's not the you goal. And everybody, you Pat, and everybody that's not else. The goal is not to win ninety every, games every, every year. Pat. Every. This year before the year started, <laughs> well, every, let's pay every, the every Get the talking, ready. Every we won talking head. Woohoo! We won the, 90 again. These, hey, hey, these guys, you're, you're bashing them now. Just like they, oh, they lost the offseason. You're a moron. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for the call. I mean, Pat, what, what a, a fantastic job you did there. Yes, the Yankees won 90 games every year. That's the goal. That's the goal. And look, I gave him plenty of room to operate. I didn't interrupt him. I let him talk and say whatever he wanted. And he went off on some point about IKF. Who brought IKF here? Who was the person who said, you got to go get IKF? That's the Yankees. The Yankees did that. Yes, there were far better options than to go get a guy who is a mediocre bat at best. And is a decent glove. He's made some 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 nice plays in the field, but he's had some trouble with actual routine plays, like last night. I get it. The Yankees have all the oh my god, Anthony Volpe's going to be great, and and this shortstop's going to be great. Are, are the Yankees going to go with a new format where they play three shortstops? They need three shortstops now. Every every one of these guys, they're all going to be outstanding. You just got to wait. You just got to wait a little longer. Well, see, look, here's the thing. I think that this year is the Yankees' best chance to win a World Series in a very long time. It's it's better than it was in 2017 when they got to within a game of the World Series, right? The goal this year, nobody can debate, not even uh, Pat there with his moronic points, that the goal this year is to win the World Series. Anything less than that is not acceptable. Winning 90 games is not the goal. In Utah, with the Jazz, that could be the goal. Yeah, just let's be good every single year. We'll be happy. We don't have to win. It's fine. Here, we kind of expect, and with the Yankees, you kind of expect something, right? That's the difference in the Yankees. The Yankees kind of hold themselves to a different standard. It's time to, you know, it's not about championship. It's about championships. Well, I, I hear about these prospects all the time. I've been hearing about them my entire life. And every once in a while, they do fire. And it's interesting that the, the guy who tweeted me has brought up Judge. It's about the only guy you can bring up. It's about the only blue chip guy you can say throughout the entire you know, 30 years that the, this run has been on now that you can point to anytime recently that's a blue chip prospect. But it's been a while since they've been producing the, 
the core four or whatever the heck it was. Uh, Roger is in the Bronx. Roger, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, Roger? Oh, nothing. I'm just calling because I want to comment on this last call. I was listening, and I'm driving on the highway, and I'm like, he sounds so ridiculous. Is he but no, serious? Roger, we're gonna, we win 90 games every single year. That's good. Just be satisfied with that. We already seen them win 90 games, already seen them break home run records, already seen them win 100-plus games. Where's the World Series? Where's the World Series? Since the Verlander Verlander trade in 2017 has been the same, the same, and the same answer from Cashman. The price was too high. Uh, We're going to see what's out there, blah, blah, blah. And this guy is yelling at you for speaking facts? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm done. Thank you. All right, Roger. Well, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate that. Um, It's a good point. Roger brings up excellent, excellent points. And and I'll say this. uh, Clearly, Cashman's done an excellent job of convincing a a good portion of the fan base that this is the right approach. They're like, ah, the price is too high. They wanted more from us than anybody else. They They wanted too much. It was too much to pay. Despite the fact that, like, we can, we, the Internet exists. We can go back and see what the, the Yankee prospects that everybody was raving about back then, Jesus Montero and all these different guys. Um, so, look, ho- hopefully, uh, whenever uh, Anthony Volpe comes up, hopefully he is great. Uh, at some point, two, next year, two years down the road, whatever that is, hey, whatever. Thumbs up. Won't really help us right now, but, you know. You can only do what you do. Only could do what you do. Uh, hey, have I told you that this portion of the Dave Rothenberg Show is brought to you by Superbook Sports? Superbook Sports is live in New Jersey. Visit Superbook.com for all the latest odds and promotions. Have a problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. I, I, I am, I am pretty good. I, I, I agree. I mean, you, you raise again, Tom, in your own way. You don't have to get on the air and talk over me and interrupt and butt in, but with just a little music interlude, you can, um, you can make, your, you can get your point across. Excellent job, Tom. Excellent job. Now, I, I I'm a little um, concerned here because usually 10:30 is Stump Rothenberg. But Stump Rothenberg, people call in and, and present trivia questions. The problem is all the lines are jammed right now talking about the topic that we're talking about. So I kind of feel like, well, I, I mean, there's nothing really to be done, right? Like I can't force people that are on the lines right now to give Stump Rothenberg questions. That wouldn't be fair. And I'm not going to get rid of these people to just simply get Stump Rothenberg people in. Now, look, as we, I'm going to run through these calls as quick as possible. As the lines open up, if you want to get on and stump Rothenberg, even though Rothenberg's not here, be my guest. But I'm not going to force it. So there's the possibility that the stump Rothenberg is canceled just simply because the demand for Yankee talk is just that high. I, I don't know what else to do. Tom, any suggestions, any uh, musical quips that you can play to, to fix that? Any musical quips to fix that? Yeah. Well, you just played your little music, you know, saying that I'm the best. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that wasn't your intent. Maybe you just hit whatever button you... But I like to think that you were saying that I'm the best. Yeah, yeah, I, okay. I would like to think that. Okay. All right. 
I, let's I, run. Let's you know what, Tom. Before you get yourself in any more trouble, let's yes. run through these calls. Let's, let's do, that. do that. Yeah. All right. One eight hundred nine one nine. ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Uh, let's go to uh, Jack. Is in D.C. Jack, you're next up on ninety eight point seven FM. Good morning, Gamer. How are you today? I'm good, Jack. What's going on, pal? Listen, you know, I'm not going to be like that last caller. I'm going to be respectful because I, I love you and you're a great host. But I, I do have to point. disagree is that with all? you. Oh, sorry. You're going to go. I'm sorry. Continue. I thought that was the point. You were I, I would. No, I would not have traded Volpe for for um, Castillo. I think, listen, right now, I agree with you. This is the Yankees' best chance to win, and they need to get a pitcher. But Cashman always works in the dark. He always has something up in his sleeve. And I'm not going to destroy him until after the trade deadline when I know everything that happened. And you're right. Prospects are extremely unlikely to succeed. But in 2022, the prospect ranking system is a lot more accurate than it was five years ago. And I I, I do believe that Volpe is going to be an all-star in the future. Well, look, Jack, this is not – I'm not telling you, and thank you for the phone call, there should have been a way you can operate. If if, if Anthony Volpe – if you're convinced Anthony Volpe is going to be this – multi-time all-star, incredible player, okay, fine. You have another – take him out of the mix. Figure out a way. You have all these prospects. You can't figure out a way to top the offer that the Mariners gave. And now, look, the Mariners gave up two very high prospects in their system. I don't know what that really means in terms of their system. Uh, They haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years. But they gave up two kids that that have not played above Class A. This idea that you had to absolutely give up Anthony Volpe, that, the only thing, that, that's what they'd like you to believe. You should have been able to figure out a way to still get the trade done and not include Anthony Volpe. You have another entire minor league system to get it, get it done. Put together whatever pieces you have to, put together whatever package you have to put together. And I will give Brian Cashman credit that during his time here, you know, there was a time if you were a Yankee fan, the, the narrative surrounding the Yankees was they would always trade away the best prospects and get some, some has-been or some, uh, some over-the-hill player, and their, their best prospects would go other places and excel there. Uh, but, you know, this idea that you had to give all, oh, you could only have gotten them for Anthony Volpe and nothing else, I don't buy that either. I, there, there should have been a way that you could, if, if we all are in agreement, and we all are, you have to win this year, and this was the best guy on the market, well, then those parts, those points are not debatable. Work backwards from there. Work backwards from there. And maybe if this were an isolated incident where the Yankees, they go for it all the time. You can't kill them every single time. That's not the case. They don't go for it all the time. To me, Andrew Benatendi is not a go-for-it kind of move. You gave up three kids in Class A. Maybe one of them turns out to be something, but chances are that's the last you'll hear of any of those guys. Richard is in, oh, no, we can't go to Richard in Manhattan. He'll take up way too much time. Jason is in Stanford. Jason, you're next up on uh, 98.7 FM. Yeah, hey, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm, I'm referring back to the Jeff Basson comment. I think over the past 20 years, if you look at the Yankees' history in free agency, right, they have kind of operated with reckless abandonment. And I don't necessarily feel that this case is the same. And I think Cashman is doing a better job of being controlled and being more calculated with his moves. I think he realizes he has a great team, probably the best team in the league. And he's not going to, you know, mortgage the entire farm system. You know, I think Volpe is great. But again, 
Nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. What if you get Soto and he gets a career-ending injury and, oh, look, you know, I next mean, 13 yeah, I mean, years always, There's always ways that it could go wrong, right, if he has a, some devastating injury. But as we're sitting here in this moment in time, I mean, Juan Soto is going to be better than any player that the Yankees have in their farm system. That's 100%. I don't disagree with you on that. I think – but, you know, again, it kind of re- brings me back to a little bit like the A-Rod days, right, when we – you know, and traded A-Rod um, back in the day for the, with the Rangers. And I, I don't know. It just seems like, you know, after that move, right? Do you, we th- got do you think that that was a bad board. move that the Yankees made? No, I loved it. A-Rod, oh, okay. number one A-Rod. I thought, the way you, were saying, I thought I you were saying it like it was a mistake I to get think, A-Rod. I just think that baseball is such a team sport that one player, yes, can help out a lot. But the reality of the, of the situation Soto's an outfielder. He might get a chance to affect the game maybe four or five times in a in, throughout an entire game, maybe a few catches, four or five at bats. So, I mean, the opportunity for him to affect the game is very limited. So, I, you know, missing on Castillo is is monumental. I think I I totally agree. Best pitch on the market. Put your best foot forward. Go out and get that guy. You know, I mean, I I just don't understand why that wasn't like the focal point. Why we were constantly. <laughs> constantly you know talking about Soto and wanting to make sure Soto was the one that we're going for so that's my point well look here uh, Jason thanks for the phone call um I I don't really feel like they were going after Soto um I mean I'm sure look with the Yankees I'm sure that they make calls on everybody right like if you know a player's available but just because you make a call doesn't mean that you're 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 going for it or anything like that um it, it seemed clear to me at the time Soto is a guy that you go out and get. Uh, I mean, th- those players don't become available every single day. And I, I feel confident in saying that Juan Soto, like, what, is Anthony Volpe 21 now? Whatever, whatever age he is. Juan Soto's 23. He's not that much older. But it's amazing. You know, it, it feels like Yankee fans will, will find ways to make excuses. So I guess it, the, the narratives being sold by the uh, organization are effective to a certain degree. Right? Ah, we can't go all in on this guy. We can't go in on all that guy. Can we go in all in on somebody? <laughs> I mean, these type of players, Soto does not become available. I'm not telling you that that um, that Castillo is that level of player. Of course not. There's very few players that are that level of player. And I'm not saying that if you got Luis Castillo that you would win the World Series for sure. Nobody knows. But it's about going out and getting the best player available. Not the third best not the fourth best. It's about getting the best player available. That was, he is clearly the best. Is, is, can somebody argue that point that he's not the best player available in terms of a starting pitcher? Nobody's made that point yet. So I'm assuming that that's, that point is not really arguable. Like for, for all the struggles of Luis Castillo in his career and trying to compare him to, say, Frankie Montas. As bad as Castillo might have been last year, as many struggles as he had last year, his ERA plus last year during his struggles are, is the exact same number as Frankie Montas this year. So it's not really debatable that he's the best guy. Uh, let's go out to, uh, let's see her. A- Alex is in Bayonne. Alex, go, my man. What's going on, brother? How you doing today? I'm feeling good, Alex. How are you? I'm good, man. So I, I don't understand all these people that uh, sit around and talk about, oh, we can't trade this prospect to land this guy or whatever. 
Listen, They're all going to be superstars, Alex. Every single it's, it's one of them. Unbelievable to me. You're, you're, it's a crapshoot with these kids in, in 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 the minor leagues. You don't know what they're going to become once they reach major league level. Um, in Castillo, in even somebody like Soto, or even let's get crazy and talk about Shohei Otani. Like I would mortgage the farm system for the next ten years to land someone like Shohei Otani. Are you kidding me? Like it's two birds with one stone. You get an insane starting pitcher and a left-handed bat that can rake. Like, you don't know what you're, what you're going to get with these uh, minor league prospects. I would do it in a heartbeat. Well, if look, to, I, to me, Alex, now, the, the, the whole Otani thing seems kind of a stretch, and it seems like one of those things that people throw out. I don't really see that as being a realistic thing that the Angels are going to tra- trade him uh, because, you know, they still have him under control. Uh, out of all the things that they have going on bad with that organization, he's the one, like, shining star that they have. So I find it very hard to believe, and Alex, thanks for the phone call, that they would trade him mostly because I wouldn't trust that front office to be trading anybody. <laughs> like, wait a second. You guys got us into this mess where we are the worst team in baseball that's actually trying, and now you want to take the reigning MVP and trade him, and I'm going to trust your evaluation? No, that's not, that is, I can tell you what's going to happen. It's not that. It's not that. Uh, Badger is in Queens. Badger, go, my man. Hey, how you doing, Gordon? Hey, Badger. Hey, listen, Gordon, you're one of my favorite cats. I mean, I like the way you troll everyone. But, I mean, would you, if you were the GM of the Yanks, would you give up your one, two, and fifth prospects for Castillo? Uh, well, look, I, I wouldn't give up as much. Uh, I would not yes give up no. as much yes for no. them as I would for Soto. Soto would be my first target. That's, but if you're asking me the thinking. same question, one, two, and five in my organization, yes, I would. Yeah. Well, for Soto, I do, I, of course I'd do it. But for Castillo, would you? Because the Reds were pretty much just planted a foot. Listen, the Mariners, the Mariners are giving me this. Can you match yeah. it? No. Well, well look, I mean, the, the, the Mariners also, you know, their, their crown jewel of their organization is now playing in the major leagues. That's their real crown jewel. So now that yeah, Rodriguez but... is playing in the major leagues, they just have whoever their top prospect now all of a sudden becomes the, you know, it's, it's a new guy. So, and they're playing yeah, at but Class we don't have a. a jewel. The, the two main guys they got in that, in that trade, while they're very highly regarded prospects, they're playing at Class A. I mean, they're still a long way away you, from but, the major leagues. You, but... Let's say you were Gordon Cashman, you know, would you would you do that? Like the the Red said, this is it. We want one, two, yeah, and then five. I would. Yep. If that if if we're all in agreement that that's the best guy, then that's the guy I'm going to get. Yep. Absolutely. All right, and I can't fault you for that, man. Right, hey, man. you got conviction. All Thank right, man. You, Have man. a good day. All right, man. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. And clearly Dave will not get a single question right today because Dave's not here. No, Gordon Damer filling in for Rothenberg, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. But you know it, it's 1030. Well, it's a little bit later than that, but we got caught up with other things, people. Let's not point fingers. 
I should tell you, Stump Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by Cooper Tire. Cooper Tire for high-performing quality tires at affordable prices. Come to Mavis for Cooper brand tires, and Mavis always provides best-in-class customer service. Visit Mavis at MavisTire.com. Now, I'll try to remember to read that at the end as well, but that's why, Tom, I read it right now because I always forget. I'm always disappointed I got one question wrong or something happens and I forget, so I read the whole spot right now. But let's get into some Stump Rothenberg questions at 1-800-919-ESPN. And we will start off with Sal is in Duchess. Sal, you're first up on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning. Gordon, before I, I give you my question, I, the yes. guy who called like two calls ago saying that with Otani you get two players for one. Yeah. That made sense to you? You should have told him if he gets hurt, you lose two players. Right. Well, look, at some point I would think that you have to have him pick. Uh, one or the other. I know, because I know. You're, you're increasing your odds of him getting hurt at some point. He's already been hurt once, so uh, he's amazing. He's an incredible talent. He's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. But, uh, no, look, if I had my choice of uh, Otani or Soto, it would be Soto every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. But go ahead, Sal. Um, how are you familiar with uh, sitcom Friends? Friends, the sitcom Friends? Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's not to me. You know, a lot of people make it out like it's uh, it's on the level of Seinfeld. It's not that for me, but I, I, I did watch it when it was on. It's not a rewatch for me, but fire okay. away, Sal. If it's if it's too difficult, then I could give you something from Brian. No, uh, that's Bronx. not the point. Yeah. You, have to, you have to fire what you think is best, my friend. Okay, here we go. And uh, sitcom Friends, right. Chandler's parents. Chandler's parents, yeah. What Charles and Norma... Bing, who were the actresses that played Charles and Norma Bing? Uh, the actresses that play, oh, um, uh, Kathleen Turner was one of them, right? Yep, she played Charles Bing, she, the one that right. played. Who uh, was the one that was the other actor that played uh, his parents? Uh, was an actress. An actress that played his parents, right. Um... He played Norma Bing. Jeez. I'm trying to think. Give you a hint. She was also on Roseanne for a little bit. Uh, it was the actress that was like a big star in the 80s. She was like a sex symbol, right? Am I right? Yeah. Um, and she was also on Roseanne God, I can't think of a couple episodes. I, I, no, I, didn't, I never really watched Roseanne. Was it, um, oh, God, uh, Morgan Fairchild? You got it. Give you There we thing. go. <laughs> eventually. Every once in a while, the coffee kicks in, Sal. All right, man. All right, pal. Thank you, Sal. I called him pal and Sal. I, I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. Uh, Anthony is in the mail truck. He's going to come on now and tell him how much he loves Dave and Dave's show and Del Rothenberg and DiPietro, and he's such a fan. Yeah, you know Everything what? else is third place to Anthony. Yes, Anthony, go ahead, my friend. Really disappointed Dave's not on this morning. Uh, look, I know, you're devastated. I, I, I don't even know how you got up and got you go, got to work. Um, so my question to you, and you're going to be one-on-one uh, one after this one. All right. Who has the most home runs in all-star game history? Who has the most home runs in all-star game history? Now, how, Anthony, how old are you? I am 27. All right, so you're super young. Um, Correct. 
Is this somebody that I would have seen play, or is this somebody that's before my time? That's my point. Like, I'm, I, like I came in, you know, I started watching baseball really late 70s, early 80s. Um, I believe that- you saw him play. Tom, can you help us out? I, I believe it might Most be before your runs. time. Yeah, before your time. Before your time. Most home runs in all-star game history. Well, I mean, I would have to pro- – you know, this is just an estimated guess, but I would think that it has to be somebody who's played in the all-star game a ton of times. Uh, and I think, like, you're, you're talking, like, Stan Musial. You're talking Willie Mays. You're talking – you know, you have to be somebody that's played in, like, um, a ton of them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Either, to me, it's either like Willie Mays or Stan Musial or somebody like that. It's play. I'm going to go – to me, Willie Mays is the more obvious one, so I'm going to go with the more – because you said that I'm never going to get this, so I'm going to go with Stan Musial. Uh, you're the worst, Gordon. Ah, hey, baby, take that, Anthony, in the mail truck. Get out, get out of here. Get out of here, you. 2-0, and oh, baby. See, he thought he – th- see, he, he gave it away. Don't open your mouth until you know the shot. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, you never give anything away. I would have probably said Willie Mays, but he said, oh, there's no way you're going to get this one. Willie Mays was too obvious. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg, my friend. Gordon, if you, I'll give you a hint on this, because this one either you know or you don't know. All right. Which NFL football player was traded twice in his career, both times, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. What NFL player was traded twice for Hall of Fame quarterbacks? Uh, I'll ask you the same uh, the same question. Is this somebody that I have seen play? No, no, no. Way before mid, my time. Well, then mid, I'm probably mid, not going to get mid-60s to mid-70s. Uh, I, 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 I'll give you two hints. Mid-60s to mid-70s. Um, right. I, 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 he played for the Giants. Uh-huh. And he was a quarterback. Mid-60s, mid-70s, Giants. <sighs> he was a quarterback. He played early 70s. Is this Is this going to be a guy's name that even though I didn't see him play, oh, no, no, you know heard him. of? You no, know, he's a well-known guy. Giants quarterbacks. He wasn't a Hall of Famer, but you know, he was a good quarterback. Uh, uh, the only Played quarterback I can think of from the, like the mid sixties, mid mid sixties would be like, uh, was it Charlie Connerly or? Uh, no, that was fifties. Charlie 50s. Connerly right. left well, in sixty one. I, I don't know. Until, all right, it was Norm Sneed. Norm now, Sneed, of course. How could mm-hmm. I forget Norm Sneed? Gordon, he started with the Washington Redskins. You know who he was traded for? Sammy Ball. I have no idea. No, no, you should know this. Sonny Jerkinson. Oh, of course. How could I forget? Okay. These are all things that happened to, before my lifetime, Richard. All right. Then he went to the Minnesota Vikings, yeah. and he was traded to the Giants. And you know who the Giants gave up? Uh, Fran Tarkenton? That's it. Fran there Tarkenton. That's it. All you right. got Gordon part of the, the question, play. right? Does that count as a win? No, I don't well, think so. You... I don't think so. I appreciate the effort, though. I should have known not to go to Richard because it's always something that happened like 500 years before I was born. All right. I think that's going to take care of it for today. Tom, no, Tom, do you have a question? 
I know you, 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 do you usually chime in like uh, Ty Butler? Usually Ty Butler, he, he chimes in right off the bat and nobody can get a word in edgewise. But do you have one, Tom? I do have a question. I'm not right. going to chime in as much as Ty. No, but, it's impossible. You'd have but, to talk the rest of the show. I could leave and you would, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we could have the Tom Bauer show, but let's All see right. if Bauer can dupe Damer here. Okay. So, as we know, Aaron Judge smacked home run number 40 and 41 last night. Uh-huh. We have it now. We've entered August, and he's hit this milestone. He became the third Yankees player to ever hit 40 home runs by the end of July. He joined Babe Ruth and Roger Maris. Right. However, he's accomplished this feat for the first time since 2001 when two players did that. Who are those two players? Wait a second. He's entering He's entering August with 40 home runs. You're asking me who's the other two players that have entered August with 40 home runs since 2001? Yes. All right, well, obviously one would have to be Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. So then the other one. Uh, home runs, 40 home runs by August since 2001. 2001. It's got to be right around that same time frame. 2001, 40 home runs, August. Um, I want to say... This is now. This is not me. Um, this is not me saying this. This is just me thinking out loud. You okay. know, sometimes Ty Butler gets a little, um, a little ahead of the, you know, ahead of the curve here. Since two thousand one. Yes. See, I was thinking two thousand one. Does two thousand one count? Yes. Or is it two thousand one? So it's really since two thousand. See, if you're saying 2001, since 2001, I, to I, me that means 2002 and on. Yeah, I, I believe it happened okay. either in 2001 I, I'm gonna, or... I'm going to stop stalling. Bit. I think it's Luis Castillo, if I remember correctly. I think I saw that this week in a tweet. So I'm going to say Bonds and... Um, oh, no, not Luis Castillo. I'm, I got Luis Castillo on the brain. Luis Gonzalez of the Diamondbacks. Yes, there you go. You almost, got, right. you almost had me going there because you said Luis Castillo. Right, yeah, that that would not, I'm not Castillo talking about the shortstop. Runs. Yeah, exactly. the second baseman for the Mets who dropped the ball that time. No, or the pitcher from the Reds. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for uh, Stump Rothenberg. And Stump Rothenberg is brought to you by Cooper Tire. For high-performing, quality tires at affordable prices, come to Mavis for Cooper brand tires. And Mavis always provides the best in-class customer service. Visit Mavis at MavisTire.com. Another successful week, 3-1 and one overall, and the one was Richard in Manhattan, and that always comes with a little bit of a caveat, so I think that's a perfect week for me. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. But I should tell you right now, today's New York Yankee injury report is brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine, And I guess the focus has to be Luis Severino. I mean, the two major injuries the Yankees have right now, not major injuries, at least you not hope, but at least significant injuries right now, are Giancarlo Stanton with the Achilles and then Severino, uh, who's been out here for a couple of weeks. And it looks like, at least according to Aaron Boone, that as long as everything goes well this weekend, that Severino will begin throwing on Monday. Now, that's just the first step in a long process. There's no need to get him back. The only thing I don't want to hear from anybody is that, well, if you get Severino back, it's like making a trade for a pitcher. Like you always hear teams say, oh, they got this guy back from an injury. That's like making a trade. No, it's not. The guy's already on the team. Stop it. That's what cheap teams tell you when they want to make sure that the fan base doesn't get too disappointed. 
the Mets under the Wilpons. That was a classic Mets move. Oh, we're getting this guy back from injury? That's like making a trade. No, it's not. He's been here. We, we already knew we had him. That's not like making a trade. It's just like getting a guy back from the injured list. Now, hopefully that's not going to be the case with, um, with Steve Cohen on board. And for all my disappointment about the Yankees and how they have not you know, pushed the chips into the middle of the table to go out and get significant difference makers, uh, if the Mets do, as it, they have to make multiple moves, right? Like the expectation is right now, no revisionist history after the fact, oh, well, you know, we didn't really expect this or that. No, the Mets have to make major moves here before the trade deadline. They have to add a bat, they have to add a DH, and they have to go out and add at least one reliever, at least one reliever, maybe more. That has to be the expectation. That's the expectation every Met fan has, and that has been the reports the entire time. Mets are looking at J.D. Martinez. The Mets are looking at Josh Bell. The Mets are looking at um, you know, all these different guys. So they have to go out and make significant additions here before the trade deadline. And if they don't, well, then that's a major disappointment. You, you, you can't just talk a good game. You have to actually carry it through, carry it out. And uh, that is the Yankees injury report, which might not seem like it, but it is. And it's brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. Or Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care where no appointment is needed. After all, time does not heal wounds. They do. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. And coming up uh, at 11 o'clock, we have, of course, what I learned this week on TikTok. So uh, let's get it. Oh, you know what? I, I did want to touch on uh, Jacob DeGrom just briefly because Met fans will always come. Oh, you always talk about Met. You're just Yankee boy, just Yankee, Yankee. Well, the Yankees are the story today. The Yankees are the story because Luis Castillo is not coming to the Yankees. And that was the expectation. Trust me. When I opened up my Twitter last night, there were plenty of people tweeting, oh, you didn't get Luis Castillo. Met fans, they're, they're so worried about their own team, they can lash out immediately. But anywho, um, in terms of Jacob deGrom, I don't know how this is going to turn out. The reports are Tuesday is when he will be back. He'll face off against the Nationals. Fingers crossed that everything goes well for him. It's been a very long time since he's been back on a major league mound. It's been a long time since he's been part of the Mets here, right? I mean, spring training was a long time ago, or almost in August, and he is still is not back. But Tuesday looks like that's the day. And I don't know. Nobody knows. You know, everybody will tell you after the fact, well, they knew that this was going to happen or they knew that that was going to happen. As we sit here on July 30th, nobody knows how if Jacob DeGrom's going to stay healthy, but this is the time to get it done. Uh, they've done everything they can. And if it does turn out that he comes back and starts for a while and then eventually gets hurt, well, then there was nothing that they could do. There was nothing they could do to keep this guy healthy. They've given him as much time as possible. They have not rushed it. Nobody can say that they've rushed him back or forced the issue or that this, if it turns out he gets hurt down the road, that this is a sign of, of things like in the past with messing up injuries or anything like that. They've given him a load of time to try and, and get back here and get healthy and stay healthy. Nobody knows how it's going to play out, but this is the time. I didn't even think necessarily that he needed the last rehab start, but they gave him one more. He came through it. Apparently there was something with his calf, but it doesn't look like it's a big deal. Hopefully he gets back and hopefully he stays back, but there's no way anybody knows. But I can tell you right now, no revisionist history down the road. Nobody can make the argument that the Mets rushed him back or they screwed this up. If it turns out that he does get hurt down the road, there was just nothing they would have been able to do to keep this guy healthy and get him back. You could keep him healthy, just don't have him pitch at all. 
but you want to see him pitch again. Hopefully he gets back, and Tuesday's just the start of it, and he, he gets back to being Jacob deGrom because it's been a very long time. Even when he was Jacob deGrom last year, there was plenty of things. So hopefully this time it's going to be different.